0: Are you looking for a comprehensive and convenient online health fitness training platform? Look no further than Vikido Fitness Academy. With a variety of programs designed to meet your needs, this platform offers everything from weight loss and wellness group coaching programs to an emotional intelligence course. You'll learn what to eat in order to achieve optimal health and energy levels, you'll have access to exercise training, live coaching meetups with myself, Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and other instructors, as well as support and accountability throughout your journey. Whether you prefer to work out at home or at your favorite gym, Vicky Doe Fitness Academy makes it easy to follow along with their programs. So get started on your journey. To better health and fitness, visit vikidoefitness.com forward slash VDF Academy. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today we talk about breaking the silence of mental illness and suicide awareness. September is set aside as the National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month to bring awareness and discuss this highly stigmatized topic. The National Alliance on Mental Illness uses this month to spread hope and vital information to people affected by suicide. Not only this month, but any time throughout the year, their goal is to ensure that individuals, friends, and families have access to the resources that they need to discuss suicide prevention and how to receive help. Our co-host, Dr. D. Banks, will give a brief presentation on the latest information about suicide awareness and on what we can do right now if we need help. We want to emphasize that if you or your family member needs someone to talk to, immediately call the hotline number 988. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now here's your host, Vicky Doe and D. Banks Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and with me is the one and only, Dr. Virginia D. Banks. What's going on? Hey, what's happening? What's
1: happening?
0: How are you doing today? How Hi, are you I'm doing? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I am doing fine. And you know how we always have to get our little gossip on before we start the show, huh?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. We got to kibitz with each other.
0: Yes, we do. But it's a great time now. The the weather, I kind of like the weather now.
1: You know, I'm kind of liking the weather, you mm-hmm. know, so I got up, I had to get up really early this morning to go to breakfast with some people and it was a little chilly, but it was okay. You know what? I don't mind it as long as the sun is coming out later. It's yes. just those typical dreary, dreary days that, you know, we typically have here, but no, today, I think I looked on the thermometer thing on the, um, on the car, it was like 75. That's not yeah. bad.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad at all, right? Mm, I can do not, that. I can do that. And it's not, it's not and human. no
1: monsoon, so, no monsoon <laughs> coming through with hurricanes and tornadoes and all that stuff that we had this summer. It was rough summer. I remember, didn't we have, a, we had a lot of wind and gusts and
0: we had tornadoes winds, and stuff. We had no winds right? and, and what else we had? A lot of uh, rain, rain. flooding, yeah. flood watch, flash flood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's it's kind of chilled it's down good. for a little bit until yeah, well, we get hit. Till we get hit with some uh snow and ice. As we say with the bacteria, something coming to get us. Something coming to get <laughs> speaking something of which to us. you're gonna be talking more about that too today. I will right? are going be talking
1: about the co- the new COVID vaccines. I want everybody to, to know some situations that are going
0: on. All right. Well, today is episode two hundred and 66. And today we talk about breaking the silence of mental illness and suicide awareness. And so this month is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. Suicidal thoughts can affect anyone, regardless of age, gender, or background. In fact, suicide is often is often the result of an untreated, mental health condition and so suicidal thoughts although common should not be considered normal and often indicate more serious issues and so this is september and it is suicide prevention month it's a time to raise awareness and discuss this highly stigmatized topic in addition to shifting public perception The National Alliance of Mental Illness used this month to spread hope and vital information to people affected by suicide. And so their goal is to ensure that individuals, friends and families have access to the resources they need to discuss um, suicide prevention and to seek help. And so today, Dr. D. Banks, our co-host will give a brief presentation about suicide awareness on what we can do if we need help. And if we have a family member who is suffering from suicidal thoughts, how we can get them help. And she will also talk about the national Alliance on mental illness, suicide prevention awareness initiative and all of that, and how we can get involved, you know, and so even Even with all of this, I want to emphasize, we both want to emphasize that if you need to talk to someone immediately, even now, as we speak, if you are suffering, please call the hotline number. And it's simple and easy. It's 988. That's all you have to do. Just hit that number 988. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health crisis, call a text 988 immediately. If you are uncomfortable talking on the phone, you can chat. They got it set up with day that you can chat uh, the suicide and crisis lifeline at 988 lifeline.org. And so I wanted to drop that, but we're going to have an episode really focusing on suicide awareness today. And what do you say to that, Dee?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about this because it's just, it's one of those little, one of those topics where, you know, we see all these people committing uh, persons, individuals committing suicide. And, you know, a lot of times it's like, why? What happened? And I think there's been a, at least I've been seeing it more, a push to ask people, are you okay? Yes. You know, is there anything that we can do? And I think we are coming out of this COVID major pandemic where people were isolated mm-hmm. and people were alone. And I think that kind of, in my own mind, pushed up a lot of these mental health, mental illness, suicide kind of issues as people after coming out of a three-year
0: shutdown, essentially. Yes. The three-year shutdown. Yes. I, I Right. And it seems like you know, because we were talking about that the other day. um, When it comes to um, just getting people to come out and be involved and stuff. It's like pulling teeth and, and nails, well, people isn't it? They still don't want
1: to come out. People still do not want to come out.
0: They still do not want to come out. And so that's why I was saying with our event coming up, you know, we put it out there, but we'll see, you know, how many people will actually decide to come. We hope people will come and we're gonna we're gonna be prepared because I'm I'm still gonna have where people can get masks there and put yeah. it on if they're uncomfortable so we still especially gonna, since we're seeing an uptick yes i'm still gonna make it i would say uh covet awareness right. there yeah. Right. yeah yeah so we're still gonna do that but yeah people just you know they're not they're used to being inside their own yeah. space yeah. you know yeah. but that can cause like you said that can cause mental illness too now you know, if you're not, if you're not, you know, if you already if not socializing,
1: people don't want to come over to your house, you can't go over to somebody else's house, mm-hmm. you know, telephone, a lot of times the telephone is not sometimes good enough and you find yes. yourself just. Texting a lot of times that's not good, and then people stop touching and hugging people. Yes, that's the it. Pandemic, you know, there was a lot of multifactorial things that have happened here.
0: Yes, and so I'm so glad that you're going to be really kind of talking about that today. Listen, folks, we got to move on, but make sure, though, make sure you know, I always say this every time, but I want to make sure that you go and subscribe to this podcast it's all about health and fitness Doe fitness on apple Podcasts. even though i say stitcher it is now um pandora now they they stitcher is no longer so it's pandora now subscribe on that spotify or on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast because when you subscribe every time we put a, a new post out a new episode out, you will be notified when we do that and so that's why it's important for you to go subscribe you also will be able to listen learn and experience our shows where we bring in guests we talk about special topics that are important for our health and our well-being in our community and as you know we do not just talk about physical health we talk about things that we do to preserve our mental health as well and so we believe we believe in total total well-being That is having a holistic approach to healthy living. And so make sure, make sure, guys, that you do not miss any of our shows and you go and subscribe today. And those who are listening, we ask that you recommend our show to to five, get at least five of your friends and family and recommend our show. We appreciate it. When you do that, we appreciate you. And last but not least, go on Apple Podcasts. We want you to give us a five star rating and review about this show because that is how we grow and increase our listeners. And as always, D, what do we say? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, yes, D, yes. As we were saying earlier, it's fall season. It's here. I can't believe that technically we only have October, November, December. I can't believe it. I just can't. I can't believe that the summer's
1: over. I can't. I was looking (laughs) at some patients today that had come back in the hospital and some of them I had just seen like in May or June. And I'm like, oh, my goodness,
0: that was just where did this? Where did the time go? Where did the time go? That's what's happening. I mean, we're blinking and it's the end of the year. I mean, it's just December and January the 1st, will be here. Tax time again. Well, don't even talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got to take mine in Monday. Oh, me boy. too.
0: Oh, my God. Sure
1: subject, a very sore subject. Uh, very
0: sore. Dang, yeah. dang. But yeah, you know, it's hey, but I do like two seasons of the year I like because of it's changing, you know. Yeah. I I like spring because of the change, the 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 new leaves, you know, the mm-hmm. the budding, the flowers. Right. And so I like right. fall because of the mm-hmm. the leaves changing colors and stuff, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm a color my
1: time I like to get my camera out, my my phone camera mm-hmm. and try to take some pictures. You know, I'm always looking for those shots for the women's art show and this is a time now really where you can get some nice color changes with yes. trees and stuff like that in the season
0: yes it's so beautiful yeah. and so mm-hmm. I, I really love that as well mm-hmm. and so yeah um, I was mentioning before that I attended the Kent State University they have they started having um, I would say I don't know exactly. Maybe for the past mm, six years or so, but it's it's oh. called the Latino Summit, and they really focus okay. on um, people of color, specifically uh, Latinos, and they talk about things that are important for us as people of color, but also. Um, things that affect the Latino community. And so they have the different is it's always at Kent State and they have the different sessions, um, the keynote speaker, the health and wellness part, the business part. I love the business part. Um, and that's what I participated, you know, because I like to sit in and find out what's 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 the latest on. Um, minority, you know, businesses and what are the resources that are available. And so yeah, oh my God, you know, they have Ohio Development, Ohio Development Department, all of that when it comes to minority business. And yes, they they have quite a few resources and they give a lot of money for businesses starting out, minority businesses starting out, you know, and they're just Giving you pointers on how to get ready because you do have to be ready to receive the money, you know, and the resources and the education. So I've I sat in a few of those as well. They had um, other sessions, you know, about. You know, the disparities, health disparities in the Latino community, heart health.
1: There are, just like with African-Americans.
0: Yeah. So it was a well-attended summit. I loved it. The luncheon was great. Keynote speaker. Yes. So it was just, yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Very awesome. Daniel Nielsen is uh, in charge of that. Our brother. Yes, we love him. You know, he's, he always helps out with our Doe fitness healthy yeah. heart healthy living getting him himself being involved and getting the kent state students involved as well and so yes i loved it i attended that then i rolled on getting ready for saturday you know we always do things with northeast ohio black health coalition uh-huh. they you know they really
1: Is that l- dr Lacelle, Dr. lachelle Pugh?
0: yes and ivanka hall the director of that organization and so they have their 11th annual oh, wow. women's walk you know and oh, this wow. is the first time that they had it back in person since covid And so it was great. You know, we were at the Zelma. Remember, what is it called? Zelma George. George. Yes, we were at the at the uh, at the recreation center. And so, you know, I always invite my research folks from Case Western Reserve University hospitals out of Cleveland. The behavior health group, the clinical research group, they were there, you know, getting people signed up who are interested in participating in clinical research and what's so cool about it is now you know we're kind of getting with the times you know uh where all of this research a lot of the research you can participate remotely and that's what makes it so user-friendly where people yeah. can yeah so it's just a matter of yeah. Of getting in that mindset, especially for uh, our communities of color, uh, to get in that mindset that, yeah, maybe, you know, I will participate in clinical research, you know. And so they were there along with me, Vicky Doe Fitness. We were doing our podcast live. I was talking to a few of the folks that were there asking them what they do. What was so interesting is we had a, a chiropractor. You know, he had a table and he had a big screen and he would put different, he uh, like a like a ultrasound sort of thing on people's necks and and backs and 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 it was showing the screen your your critical area area that's you know giving you problem so that you can yeah. really address it ahead of time you know and so wow. that was well received they had a whole line they had the yeah. massage therapists out there doing chair massage so it was a lot of stuff going on of course they had the the people out there dancing and doing their line dancing and hula hoop they had they had a time where you do the hula hoop
1: <laughs> wow oh my god and, and
0: remember selena that's a part of the um the behavior health team from the university hospital case. She was excited. She was like, Dr. Doe, I'm going to go out there. I got a picture of her. She was actually doing the hula hoop thing.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, so that was fun. So it was a lot of fun. You know, they're spreading the word about, you know, health and wellness and the resources. And people were able to walk, do their walking around the facility that's inside. So we were inside the gym. So I I loved it. I loved it. I've
1: never been there as much as I've been in Cleveland. I certainly knew who Zelma George was and probably met her on a couple of occasions when I lived up there.
0: But she was certainly an icon in the community. Yes. And so it it was very well received. Um, People were there. So we'll definitely be a part of of it next year. And hopefully you won't have to be working. You are in the grind. In the trenches. (laughs) (laughs) World War One. <laughs> so yeah, because everybody was what they were asking about you. They say, "Well, where is Doctor D?" Aww. I say, "She in the trenches. She in the trenches. She they and Nate. in the trenches. Big time. Yes, indeed. So that was my week. You know, wrapping it up. You know. So how was yours? I know you doing well, stuff other than
1: working and keep it moving. No, <laughs> I did do one thing, even though it was a brutal weekend. But I did do one thing that was kind of fun. So. In Canton, Ohio, they have uh, the first women's library and it's a building where they have a lot of the dresses and memorabilia from a lot of the first ladies, you know, wives of the presidents. And so Saturday night they brought in, and I never really saw the show. They brought in Monty Durham, who used to do that that show, Say Yes to the Dress. Uh, Yeah. That show, the bridal show. Yes, I remember. Yes. And so he came in. And they are showcasing for the next I think so on maybe six weeks uh-huh uh, the dresses of Jackie Kennedy and Ooh. they had her wedding well these were all replicas they had her wedding dress and a couple of the other dresses that she wore while she was first lady of the United States. And the interesting story behind her dress is that it was designed by a black woman ah. And how okay which a lot of people didn't know I didn't that know at that. The time, And a lot of people couldn't know that at the time with him trying to be president and you know how things were in the South and this and that and this and that. But no, Ann Howell, who was black, designed her dress and how that happened was that Ann Howell also... Designed her mother's dress, Jackie Kennedy's mother's dress, when she married Kennedy's um, stepfather, Hugh Auchincloss. Okay. So, and then and then Anne went on to design other members of Jackie Kennedy's family. I think she designed Lee Radziwell, her sister's dress, and on and on. So that was interesting. So he just stood there with the other lady, who was the curator of the museum. Okay, And they just told a lot of really interesting stories about Jackie Kennedy stuff that you would know. And he was really nice. He was very personable. The show is off now. And he really is just kind of going around the United States now, just doing some projects that he's involved with, with fashion and design and stuff like that. So it was just kind of sort of a nice little diversion. It was a nice little group of people. They had hors d'oeuvres and drinks and stuff like that. So... It was just really a night, you know, you wouldn't think that something like that would be in, but they have in Canton, Ohio, but they do have the, the dresses of a lot of the women who were first ladies. And, you know, they have William McKinley, you know, here in Niles, they have the William yes. McKinley library stuff. So, yeah, so that was, it took a little bit of a from being in the trenches. So, that yeah. was
0: good. Okay, that sounds yeah. very good. Very yeah, interesting as well. Yes. So, what is going on this week, Dee? Everything, Vicky, everything. (laughs) Well, as we say, this is September and it's um, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And D, Dr. D. Banks, she will go in more detail. But yes, suicide is a major public health concern. In 2020, suicide was considered the 12th leading cause of death overall in the United States, claiming the lives of over 45,900 people. Suicide is complicated and tragic, but it is often preventable knowing the warning signs for suicide and how to get help can help save lives and as we say again the hotline the suicide hotline is 988 and D will later on in this show she will definitely give a, a a presentation you know of things that we can think about when it comes to prevention and awareness to suicide so what do you say D?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yes. And so that's what we're going to do. And we want you to stay tuned. But, you know, every time we try to at least have something, you know, that we talk about as far as a health tip. And so this health tip this time is weight loss and mindset. And it's in our idea fitness journal. Those of you that are coaches and fitness professionals and all that, you know, you really know about our journal, the one of the idea fitness journal, and it has things that we should really think about as we go out and coach and deal with our patients and our clients. And so this particular one, weight loss and mindset, it says pay attention to mindset when coaching clients who are trying to lose weight and who struggle with behavior change issues. In a large-scale study of those who maintain their weight loss, the most successful individuals attributed their success to a mindset of perseverance and confidence, according to research published in Obesity, the Journal of the Obesity Society. One of the most impressive findings was how weight loss uh, maintainers, those that maintain their weight, they describe perseverance In the face of setbacks, and this was said by lead study author Suzanne Fillon, who's a PhD professor of kinesiology and public health at California Polytechnic State University. This is what she continues to say. Weight loss maintainers saw setbacks as part of their successful journey. Setbacks were not described as failures. They were seen as a temporary interruption in their path. Many weight loss maintainers describe getting back on track at the next meal. And that's what we thats why I always laugh because we do say that they get back on track at the next uh-huh. meal or the mm-hmm. next day. Right. Uh-huh. And measuring mm-hmm. overall success based on they measure their overall success based on long term goals. Okay, and so the study included more than six thousand member participants of WW, which is formerly Weight Watchers who had lost more than 50 pounds on average and kept it off for more than three years. In response to open ended questions, participants described their motivation, strategies and lifestyle changes. The study was funded by WW. Um, International Inc. and had student fellowship support from the William and Linda Frost Fund at California Polytechnic State. To learn more about mindset and fitness training, you can see be a better fitness pro with mindset training. And so, yeah, it talks about, you know, there's different programs that we go through. And I, as a teacher and as a What we do in health and wellness with exercise physiology, most of our whole part of after we get through with the 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 physiology of the thing and then the exercise programming, our next thing. And then I teach it is behavior change modification, because we realize that, you know, we can have all that. We can have the best programming. We can have the best programs. We can, you know, know all about our body and the function. But unless we have teach behavior change and mindset, people ain't gonna change. Period. And so that's why you notice with all of our programs, our Vicky Doe Fitness programs, even when we go out and talk or whatever we do, we talk about behavior change and mindset. Period. With a T, like you said. With a T. That's it. And so yeah, that's why it's important. And those those folks that if they persevere, you know, if you see They persevered. And even when they got a setback, they they said, oh, this is not a failure. This is just a setback. Let me get back on track the next meal. Definitely the next day. Let's get it. Let's get it happening. And that's what I love about that. Teaching that mindset. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you
1: said, all the programs in the world aren't going to work unless there's a revamping of
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: the mind.
0: The mind. The whole Behavior change and mindset. Right. And so, yeah. Okay. And so that's our, that's our tip. Let us really think about behavior change uh, and let's think about our mindset because you will have more long-term success with that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. D, what's the latest? You know, you got you know, something.
1: I just want to make a quick comment. The COVID vaccine came out last week and already... I'm hearing from friends and acquaintances and it was actually on television some rollout issues as I thought that it might be and you know when in May when that big program for free vaccines and free medicines and all that stuff went out about May the 16th this new covid vaccine has now come up and I was on a meeting with the people from Washington, D.C. last week, and they're, they have plenty of vaccine to go around, but the problem is the rollout has been messed up. It's supposed to be, you know, pharmacy, what I'm hearing now pharmacies are trying to pay get people to pay, and these vaccines are supposed to be covered by your insurance company. And if you're uninsured, there's a program called the Bridge Foundation that pharmacies are supposed to know about so the uninsured individuals can get their vaccines for free. And it seems like it's all over the place. People are having to get appointments rather than just walk in to say, can I get a COVID vaccine? And what I said at the meeting last week, which is starting to come to pass,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if people from marginalized communities have to do one iota extra uh-huh. yeah. of trying to go and a barrier for trying to get a vaccine, it's not going to happen. Nah. So they're going to end up with all this vaccine and it's not going to be vaccine hesitancy. It's going to be vaccine mess up rollout the Mm. pharmacies were not prepared for people what i when i Mm call i asked a certain drug store you know can i come in and get my covid vaccine i have insurance well you know it depends on if we have a contract with your insurance company and if we don't have a contract with your insurance company we'll have to send you to another drug store that we'll look up to try to see now nobody's going to do anything extra no and if you're on a bus riding up with a bus and trying to get your kids to date from daycare and this that and the other and you're just wanting to hop in or your grandkids more likely mm-hmm. to get your grandkids and you hopping in to get the vaccine and they're telling you you got to go to x you're not gonna go that's not going to happen so bad. i just we just got an email just before i went on the air with you that they're asking us to give our experiences. It is not going to take long for them to be a whole big thing of it. So I just want to have experiences that people are having barriers. So I just want to say at this juncture, we're still early into this. Do not let the the pharmacies talk you into taking any money out of your pocket right now. Okay. Hold up. Okay. Hold on to as, as Samuel L Jackson says, <laughs> Instead of what he says, <laughs> since we can't put it on the air. Hold on to your wallet. That's it. <laughs> hold on to your wallet. Yes.
0: Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Well, thank you, Dee. You're welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicky Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own. Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being. Get in touch with us at info at com To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to com. And now back to the show. All right. Well, today we're talking about breaking the silence of mental illness and suicidal wellness awareness. And so suicidal thoughts can affect anyone regardless of age, gender or background, and research has shown that suicide is often the result of an untreated mental health condition. And so Dr. D. Banks, our co-host, will talk more about the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and how we can engage with Suicide Prevention Month. And so D., I'm going to let you take over all of that good stuff. All right. Mm -hmm.
1: So the first part of my talk today is going to be from the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And it's an organization that obviously has reached out to members of all communities to try to prevent suicide, which is certainly problematic and is on the rise. So I just want to touch on a few bullet points from that organization, and then I'm going to focus a lot of my talk from the Center for Z- Disease Control because they have a lot more information globally about, I mean, from a, a, a global standpoint, not globally international, but from all aspects of suicide that I wanna t- touch on. So some bullet points that I will elaborate on uh, later, although women than men attempt, more women than men attempt suicide, men are four times more likely to die by suicide transgender adults are nine times more likely to attempt suicide at some point in their life compared to the general population. And, you know, now, as we talk more about LGBTQ and transgender issues and all of those, we do are seeing, and certainly with social media, more suicide. 46% of people who died by suicide had a diagnosed mental health condition, but research suggests that 90% may have experienced symptoms of a mental health condition. The highest rates of suicide in the United States are among American Indian, Alaska Natives, followed by non-Hispanic white people. 79% of all people who died by suicide are male, knowing the warning signs of suicide are important. And I will repeat this at the end. Uh, as you said, 988 or the National Alliance National Alliance on Mental Health telephone number. And I'll repeat this at the end. 1-800-950-6250. And there's another helpline that they have, 62640. So I want to go into spend the lion's share of my talk today just going through what i thought was a pretty thorough and in-depth coverage of suicide and suicide prevention by the center for disease control and i would say to the audience if you're having any health issues or suicide or whatever you want to look up cdc.gov is a wonderful resource for you that's our united that's our united states governing body that gives us all the information that we need about suicide, mental health, anything, health, anything that we want to look up like that. So suicide is death caused by injuring oneself with the intent to die. A suicide attempt is when someone harms themselves with any intent to end their life, but they do not die as a result of their actions. Many factors can increase the risk for suicide or protect against it. Suicide is connected to other forms of injury and violence. For example, people who have experienced violence, including child abuse, bullying or sexual violence, have a higher suicide risk. Being connected to family and community support and having easy access to health care can decrease suicidal thoughts and behaviors. Suicide rates increased approximately 36% between 2000 and 2021 Suicide was responsible for 48,000 deaths in 2021, which is about one death every 11 minutes. The number of people who think about or attempt suicide is even higher. In 2021, an estimated 12.3 million adults, American adults, seriously, thought about suicide. 3.5 million planned a suicide attempt and 1.7 million Attempted suicide. And remember, Vicky, as mm-hmm. we were talking, mm-hmm. some of this data is coming right smack dab in the middle of the COVID crisis, mm. the COVID pandemic. Mm. Suicide affects people of all ages. In 2021, suicide was among the top nine leading causes of death for people aged 10 to 64, and it was the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 14 and 20 to 34. Some groups have higher suicide rates than others. Suicide rates vary by race, ethnicity, age, and other factors, such as where someone lives. By race, ethnicity, the groups with the highest rates are non-Hispanic American, non-Hispanic American Indian, Alaska Native people, followed by non-Hispanic white people. Other Americans with higher than average rates of suicide are, we've been hearing about this, veterans, people who live in rural areas, And workers in certain industries and occupations like mining Mm. and construction young people who identify as lesbian gay or bisexual have higher prevalence of suicidal thoughts and behavior. Compared to their peers who identify as heterosexual suicide and suicide attempts cause serious emotional physical and economic impacts. People who attempt suicide and survive may experience serious injuries that can have long term effects on their health. They may also experience depression and other mental health concerns. Suicide and suicide attempts affect the health and well being of friends, loved ones, co workers, and the community. When people die by suicide, their surviving family and friends may experience prolonged grief shock, anger, guilt, symptoms of depression or anxiety, and even thoughts of suicide themselves. The financial toll of suicide on society is also costly. In 2020, suicide and non-fatal self-harm cost and and non-fatal self-harm cost the nation over $500 billion, Mm. Vicky. Oh, wow. In medical costs, work loss costs, value of statistical life, and quality of life costs.
0: That's a lot. That's a lot.
1: So suicide and suicide attempts are serious public health challenges. These events can have lasting emotional, mental, and physical health impacts, as well as economic consequences, as we said. Suicide and suicide behavior, suicidal behavior, are influenced by negative conditions in which people live, play, work, and learn. These conditions, and this is a term we've heard a lot as a result of the COVID pandemic. These conditions sometimes are called social determinants of health, Mm -hmm. and can include racism and discrimination in our society, economic hardships such as high unemployment, poverty, limited affordable housing, lack of educational opportunities, and barriers to physical and mental health care access among others. Additional factors that can increase suicide risk include relationship problems or feeling a lack of connectedness to others, easy access to lethal means among people at risk, experiences of violence such as child abuse and neglect, adverse childhood experiences, bullying, and serious health conditions. Some groups experience more negative conditions or factors associated with suicide, as I mentioned earlier. The excess burden of suicide in some populations are called health disparities. Examples of groups, as I mentioned, experiencing suicide health disparities include, as I mentioned, the veterans, the people who live in rural areas, sexual and gender minorities, middle-aged people, people of color and tribal, populations. Addressing these negative conditions and factors can help prevent suicide and suicide attempts. CDC is concerned with groups disproportionately impacted by suicide and uses a holistic and or comprehensive public health approach to reduce suicide risk and promote resilience and well-being in communities in order to save lives. Let's go line item by line item with those groups that are affected and talk about those a little bit. Let's tease out this information. Let's talk about suicide rates differ by age. Adults. Adults aged 35 to 64 years account for 46% of all suicides in the United States and include in the United States. And suicide is the eighth leading cause of death in this age group. Among men in this age group, suicide rates were highest for non-Hispanic, as I mentioned, American Indian or Alaska Native men. Among women, suicide rates again were highest in non-Hispanic American Indian or Alaska Native women or non-Hispanic white women. Age seventy-five and older have one of the highest suicide rates. And we see that all the time. We see murder suicides, don't we, in the news? Yes, yes. Men age seventy-five and older have the highest rate, forty-two per one hundred thousand compared to other groups. Again, non Hispanic white men have the highest suicide rate compared to racial ethnic men in this age group. So what CDC and funded, what are CDC and their funded partners doing to prevent suicide among middle-aged adults? Well, Massachusetts, Michigan, and Maine are working to reduce suicide disparities in middle-aged adults. Massachusetts and Maine are implementing gatekeeper training, which teaches community members how to identify people at risk for suicide and refer them to care. Massachusetts is also training providers to identify and support at-risk middle-aged adults and to use evidence-based screening and treatments. Massachusetts also aims to reduce access to lethal means by promoting safe storage. Massachusetts is working to increase access to and education on the benefits of firearm storage safes and trigger locks and to promote lock bags, lock cabinets. And safe disposal of over-the-counter drugs among middle-aged males. Let's talk about youth and young adults. Youth and young adults, ages ten. It goes down that far, Vicky. 10 wow, rows. ten. I and know. Some of that, you know, some of that, as we have seen over the years, is impacted by social media. Yeah, social and media
0: and bullying. Yes, you know, yes.
1: Children are watching, and they're getting bullied by the way they look. Uh, There's a lot of body shaming, even at that age, Yes, what you wear, and a lot of those kind of uh, things that impact.
0: Mm -hmm. So 10
1: to 24-year-olds account for 15% of all suicides. The suicide rate for this age group is 11 per 100,000. It's lower than other age groups. However, suicide is the second leading cause of death for this age group, accounting for 7,000 deaths. Additionally, suicide rates for this age group increased 52% between 2000 and and 2021. And I haven't read any data wow. on this, but I would still go back to social media.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: What has greatly impacted this world and this country from 2021 social
0: media, social media,
1: you social media, young and youth adults most impacted included non-Hispanic American Indian or Alaska Natives with the suicide rate of 36 per 100,000. Wow. Youth and young adults have high rates of emergency department visits for self-harm. In 2020, the emergency room visits for this age group were 354 per 100,000, compared with 128 per 100,000 among middle-aged adults, 35 to 64, Vicky.
0: Wow. 354
1: to 100,000. That's a lot. There were an estimated 224,000 emergency room visits for self harm among youth and young adults. Girls and young women are particularly high risk, with their emergency room visits at 514 per 100,000. Wow. Twice the rate of emergency room visits among boys and young men. 200 per 100,000, let me repeat, for young girls, 514 per 100,000 for trying to kill themselves. In 2021, 9% of high school students reported attempting attempted suicide. That's almost 10%, you might as well say 10%. In 2021, 9% of high school students reported attempting suicide during the previous 12 months. Suicide attempts were reported most frequently among girls compared to boys, and non-Hispanic American Indian, mm. Alaska Native students. So, what is the CDC and funded partners doing to prevent youth suicide? Yes, yes. Well, Colorado, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Tennessee are working on with their state departments of education to advance and promote social, emotional learning programs to promote coping and problem-solving skills. Colorado, Connecticut, North Carolina, and Vermont have implemented counseling on access to lethal means, CALM, counseling on access to lethal means, to emergency rooms to educate families of youth who are at increased risk for suicide on safe storage of lethal means, such as firearms, medications, and sharp objects within the home. Suicide risk is higher among people who identify, let's talk about the LGBT community. Data are limited on the rate of suicide among people who identify as sexual minorities. However, research shows that high school students who identify as sexual minorities have higher rates of suicide attempts compared to heterosexual students. In 2021, more than a quarter of high school students identifying as lesbian, gay, or bisexual reported attempting suicide in the prior 12 months. This was five times higher than the rate reported among heterosexual students, which is only 5%. Data from 2020 show the rate of self-reported suicide attempts in the prior 12 months among adult sexual minorities decreased with age from 5.5% among people ages 18 to 25 to 2.2% among people ages 26 to 49. So what's the CDC and their funded partners doing about these sexual minorities? Maine is working on promoting connectedness among sexual minority youth by implementing a program to enhance resiliency among lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender youth, both in and out of school, promoting a training to equip youth serving providers with skills in facilitating family connectedness and positive relationships among LGBTQ young people and their caregivers. Now, one of the biggest groups that we are worried about, and you know, when my nephew did uh, five tours in Iraq, and he was the first one to tell me four or five tours, I'm Mm -hmm. not embellishing the story. Okay. Marine, which kind of explains that.
0: Right, right. um,
1: Well, he was the first one to tell me back when this war started in the early 2000s that there were a lot of suicides amongst veterans who were coming back with a lot of PTSD. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't being published a lot. You didn't start hearing about it until maybe four or five years after the war started because mental illness was frowned upon in the military. Mm. It was a sign of weakness. And a lot of these guys came out of the military and they didn't have the kind of resources that they needed to help them and on top of it, they were embarrassed yes. to reach out. Yes. So in 2020, 6,000 veterans died by suicide. Wow. 6,000. Suicide was the 13th leading cause of death among veterans overall and the second leading cause of death among veterans under 45. Veterans have an adjusted suicide rate that is 57% greater than than the non-veteran United States population. Veterans account for about 13% of suicides among adults in the United States. Additionally, in 2019, 1.6% of veteran young adults ages 18 to 25 reported making a suicide attempt during the previous 12 months. This was an increase from 0.9% in 2009. So again, what is the CDC and their funded partners doing to help prevent suicide among veterans? Massachusetts, North Carolina, Louisiana, and the University of Pittsburgh are identifying and supporting veterans at risk for implementing gatekeeper training. Massachusetts is requiring all staff working in Massachusetts care centers to implement gatekeeper training. North Carolina offers gatekeeper training as an option to healthcare providers university of pittsburgh in our own backyard provides gatekeeper training that teaches about risk factors and warning signs for suicide among veterans and louisiana implemented gatekeeper training in nine local health department regions serving veterans massachusetts louisiana and the university of pittsburgh are promoting connectedness among veterans massachusetts is focusing on community engagement to increase diversity inclusion and representation of veterans on the mass men website. It features articles, blog posts, self-assessments and men's stories to help other men find solidarity, promote wellness and increase health seeking. University of Pittsburgh is implementing community greening projects to promote connectedness and decrease social isolation rather among veterans in Pennsylvania, Louisiana, is developing peer-to-peer norm groups with veterans. Peer norm programs seek to promote connectedness and normalize protective factors for suicide, such as help seeking, reaching out, and talking to trusted friends and loved ones. And one last group that I want to tease out before I talk about how do you identify and and what can, can we do, what can we do? Suicide rates by Race and ethnicity, mm. age-adjusted, as we talked about, more non-Hispanic American Indian, Alaska Natives, and you notice a lot of the Native American population is high. You know, as yeah. you might know or not know, uh-huh. um, issues of alcoholism, domestic
0: violence, violence, yeah,
1: all of that is just like in uh, you see in a lot of the other minority populations, it's really high. In the Alaska Native and American Indian population. Okay. A lot of alcoholism, a lot of domestic violence, and as you see here, a lot of suicide.
0: Uh huh.
1: Wow. So, what is the CDC doing? Mm -hmm. Southern Plains Tribal Health Board and Wabakanaka Public Health and Wellness are working to increase capacity to adapt, implement, and evaluate suicide prevention programs to reduce suicide related. Morbidity and mortality. Each tribal organization is reviewing existing data to describe the general problem and identify a subgroup that is at risk for suicide compared to the general tribal population. Develop an inventory of existing suicide prevention programs for the general tribal population and the selected subgroup to identify gaps and opportunities that will complement existing programs selecting at least one program from CDC suicide prevention resource for action or another evidence form program to fill prevention gaps to complement existing programs adapting the selected program to fit the, the cultural context of the tribe because remember there are lots of Navajos patches Sioux. Mm-hmm. um you know, the Codas and all of those populations. Mm -hmm. Conducting listening sessions to obtain input during the project to adapt the program, to adapt the approach of program, disseminating results, success stories, and lessons learned. And again, they tease out a couple more uh, groups, people with disabilities, also those people that are in certain industries and occupations. I would encourage everybody to go on the CDC website to uh, look those up. And lastly, I just wanna mention a few of those social determinants, those social issues that are associated with suicide, some risk and protective factors. So what are some of the circumstances that increase suicide risk? Previous suicide attempt, as we learn in medicine, somebody that's attempted suicide one time will try it again and again. Mm -hmm. History of depression and other mental illnesses, serious illnesses such as chronic pain, criminal legal problems, job, financial problems, or loss, impulsive mm. or aggressive tendencies, substance use, current or prior history of adverse childhood experiences, sense of hopelessness, violence, victimization, and, or perpetration. How about relationship risk factors, bullying, mm-hmm. family, loved ones, history of suicide, loss of relationships, high conflict or violent relationships, social isolation, Community risk factors, lack of access to health care. These are those social determinants lack mm-hmm. of access to health care, suicide cluster in the community, stress of acculturation, community violence, historical trauma, discrimination. And then lastly, societal risk factors. These cultural and environmental factors within the larger society contribute to risk. Stigma associated with help-seeking and mental illness, as I mentioned about the veterans. Easy access to lethal means of suicide among people at risk. Taking drugs, buying drugs on the street, getting drugs off of other people. And unsafe media portrayals of of suicide. Mm -hmm. And I want to, oh, just a couple of the warning symptoms that I want to go through, and then I'll go back to those numbers that people can call. Do you know the warning signs of suicide Mm. and I'll just list some talking about being a burden Mm. being isolated increased anxiety talking about feeling trapped or in unbearable pain increased substance use looking for a way to access lethal means increased anger or rage extreme mood swings expressing hopelessness Sleeping too little or too much and talking or posting about wanting to die and that's important today with social media. Social media is you know has its challenges, but you all, there are a lot of times we find that the person who has committed suicide has put all kinds of things out on social media and feelers. That's why when mm-hmm. so- Funny. it's not funny but sometimes I'll post something on social media uh-huh. and my friends are immediately calling me are you okay is everything okay Yeah, you know medicine's a stressful job right and right. we're all just putting some things on there about the, the stress that we've had during the day yes. and so forth and I do find at least among my friends we're mm-hmm. starting to do more wellness checks I yes guess they are trying to do that mm-hmm. they're calling are you okay or you know you need some can I bring you some soup or not that I'm Asking for it, but you know, they know that we're all in stressful positions. Yes. So I want to leave the audience with this. Mm -hmm. Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. If you or someone you know need help, contact the Suicide Prevention Awareness Helpline. Mm -hmm. 1-800-958-6264. Email helpline at nami.org or text 62640. And then the other number is, last but not least, 988. If you can remember 911, 988.
0: Eight, eight. Yes, yeah, short and, and again, sweet.
1: Like I said, be aware of your, because it's those that you, and <clears throat> one other thing, it's those people that you think are going along great. Those are the ones that shock you. They those shock the you. Those are that you think yeah. Yeah, everything's fine. They're going along with a smile. But as you learn out, like people like Robin Williams, mm-hmm. who, you know, is always the comedian and stuff, but it, it's like wearing that outside smile yeah, and on the inside,
0: mm-hmm. not so good. Not so good. Twitch, oh. remember Twitch? Remember him from Ellen? Yeah, that was like, what? Who would have thought it? Here he's playing the music. Joey and then dancing fun. and all
1: that. And like I said, it's those people that you least expect mm-hmm. that you think that everything in their life is rosy, which is why, again, I would encourage to our audience, just reach out to one of your friends one day. Just say, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do for you? Because as you see, and then again, a lot for a lot of our veterans who seriously badly need it, as we know, a lot of resources vet for veterans, it hasn't been there, period.
0: I know. So and then also there you have it. Yes. There you have it. And thank you, D. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's, also, a, it's a very important, uh, important issue. And I'm glad that this is Suicide Prevention Month. And so, D, we thank you for going in more details. That was a great presentation. And this is our show. And so do you have some tips or or summary that we can think about? What, what do you say about the show today?
1: Well, I think you know weight loss we were talking about I think the the take home message with that is that all the programs in the world may work, but you have to change your mind. Mm-hmm. about in what direction you know we're going with this and, as we know we've talked about this a 100 times on this program Mm -hmm. about weight loss as Mm -hmm. you say it should be more not talking about weight loss but change of life yes change of habits lifestyle
0: changes lifestyle changes and habits yes yes. and then
1: with suicide prevention i talked about all those different groups that are at high risk again I mentioned some of the warning signs and symptoms. Sometimes there aren't any, which sometimes you may just have to be proactive yes. uh, with people. Mm-hmm. And rather than waiting for a warning sign, reach out to your loved ones and friends and neighbors and just ask, are you okay? Or give somebody that you haven't talked to for a long time a phone call to say, I just was thinking about you today. How are you? I did that to a friend of mine yesterday yes. and ended up with this long conversation about this person who had been in Africa okay. and they had this horrible illness and sickness. And it was like, like, you know, the person was feeling really kind of down because this person always considered themselves sort of strong Strong and healthy.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: That illness took that person down. So again, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're thinking about somebody just, uh,
0: just stop and go ahead and call. Yes. And then I will also say, yeah, you know, our kids get on our damn nerves, but you got to reach out and spend time with them. Big time. You even do. I try to, you know, go up and spend time with, with, with my daughter. You always know me, either in Columbus or, or Cleveland. Let me go and, and get some luncheon with you or, or, right. or even bring a salad to them. But it's just exactly. all that that reaching out in your family. I always Every time T calls, my brother calls, you know, I answer the phone. I got a couple of friends that are out, you know, in different areas. Mm, when they call, I try to make sure... I answer the call because sometimes people just want to talk to somebody, you know,
1: exactly. They just want
0: to talk to
1: somebody. And that has happened to me a couple of times where a couple of my friends and they didn't commit suicide, but they died soon after. They had called me Mm. and just wanted to talk. And Mm. I didn't answer the telephone. Mm. And then I hear like two weeks later, one of my classmates from medical school, just he left a message on my answering machine. He was getting ready to get married and got married. And then, Two weeks later, he died, and he left me this message on the answering machine. He goes, Dee, please talk me out of getting married, but I, I love her. Please talk me out of Oh, wow. <laughs> it was so funny. And he goes, you know, I just haven't heard your voice in a long time. And then he Bam. died. And so you never wow. know the moment, the minute, or the hour. So uh, it's important for us uh, from a lot of standpoints to just take that, carve out that time. It doesn't take long. Just carve out five minutes. It might make all the difference in the world, really.
0: Yes. And as we always say, you know, make sure um, you reach out. The suicide hotline short and sweet will be Nine eight eight. Yes. Make sure if you are feeling suicidal thoughts or just need to talk to someone. The suicide hotline is nine, eight, eight. And as always, for more information, go to our website, vickidofitness.com And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidoughfitness.com.